Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, Brewer fans. Uh, I'm Craig. With me today is Vince. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Craig. How are you, man? Doing all right. Uh, ready to turn the page, I guess. Um, as well as the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. <laughs> as you might have seen our last <laughs> podcast. It was called End of an Era. And don't let <laughs> the door hit you on the way out. So uh, yeah, those pictures that those pictures of uh, our former manager—I don't even want to say his name. I don't even remember who it was, but um, our former manager wearing a Cubs jersey at the press conference yesterday. I think our colleagues uh, Scott and Chad were there, but uh, that's probably where they still are, actually. But yeah, I couldn't. It was hard to look at those pictures a little bit of him putting on that Cubs jersey for the first time. I will admit, and I, but that being said, you know there is something kind of refreshing about a. A, a break and then moving on so you know maybe maybe it's healthy overall i guess on some level yeah even though in this situation uh well first of all before i make my comment <laughs> let's let's first welcome the breaking news the new milwaukee brewers manager and it's pat murphy yeah so yeah um, that yeah that was that was news as of late pretty late last night uh that it came out so yeah yeah so a, i think it's, a, it's yeah, official today so i guess what were your thoughts when you first heard and uh what are your thoughts on pat murphy i guess well it wasn't a complete surprise uh you know we had heard um his name being bandied about um you know since craig made the decision to go to chicago and uh certainly pat is pat murphy has put in his time with the organization uh he's been here you know for a number of years so he knows the players i think that's a huge plus to to know your personnel, um, to know the organization. There's not going to be a, there's not going to be a, a period of time that he needs to to get acclimated to the organization or how the Brewers do business or anything like that, um, which can be good and it can also be bad because we do we do want to have a fresh take on things. And as much as we loved our previous manager, um, you know he was one in nine in his last ten playoff games. So I do want a new approach. Um, if we are going to continue to to keep much of this current group intact if we are going to continue to try to contend every season i think that it's important that we have a, a manager who can maybe do a few things differently in the postseason from what i've heard pat murphy is able to do those things he is able to be his own man with this um i know that he and our former manager have uh, a long-standing relationship and history together and that's fine but um, i am hopeful that he can impart a bit of his own uh brand on this team now at this point and and maybe maybe actually throw a little bit of passion into into the position i think that one of the bigger beefs that people had with our previous manager was that at times he could seem a little disengaged um so i'm i'm glad that maybe we can at least kind of start fresh with pat murphy and i i I think that it would have been interesting to see who the brewers would have chosen if there was a uh, a knowledge going into the off season that we were going to need a new manager. Uh, I think that, you know, Craig's departure did lead to some scrambling maybe by the front office. Um, maybe we would have interviewed Stephen vote. Maybe we would have had, you know, conversations with guys like Don Mattingly. Maybe we would have done a number of different things, but um, given where we are in the off season already, where the Brewers organization is and, and given, given the situation, I'm, I'm fine with the Pat Murphy hire. Yeah, 
that, that that's very interesting and again it's like kind of a known commodity i will admit that when i first saw okay it, it wasn't shocking obviously i think a lot of Brewer fans thought maybe pat would follow craig to chicago but again a lot of these things are just kind of like made up storylines as far as like you know craig council might follow david stern in new york well that's not necessarily true. I think that was kind of made up by the media. And similar here, it's like, yeah, of course you have a relationship. A lot of times you bring along your coaches or whatever. But I think Pat Murphy has been a member of the organization for quite a while, and he's pretty established. And so it, I, I will have to say I was a little bit disappointed, not that there was any names out there that I was really gunning for. I mean, but obviously there's some sexier names like Don Mangley, Donnie Baseball, or um, – <laughs> or even some former brewers like I was rooting for secretly like Carlos being a way of uh, uh yeah. I will I will say that I guess Ricky Weeks has been added to the staff it hasn't been announced what his role will be yet but uh that's interesting for uh, brewer fans but no the Pat Murphy signing is as in a couple of analogies I'll throw out there I'll start by saying I had the same reaction or it's similar to like the brewers uh making their big push to the playoff by uh acquiring Mark Canna um there's it's it's nice they both have a good sense of humor but um it's not necessarily going to uh you know ignite us for ignite the team so to speak or passion amongst fans as this is what's going to put us over the hump so no offense to pat murphy but i mean it was a little bit uh that so it's a little bit of a vanilla signing but again he's a known commodity and uh yeah so no no really for what it's worth for what it's worth mark mark canna almost you know, did carry us uh, a little further in the postseason. I mean, of all the problems that the Brewers ended up having in October, uh, Mark Cannon was definitely not one of them. That's true. I mean, he he did he did do well for us. So, so no offense, to him, but but uh, yeah, but I, I don't think you know. Yeah. So anyway, Pat Murphy, no, uh, welcome uh, as a Milwaukee Brewer manager. I'm, I'm sure he'll do well. He's obviously putting his time. Also, I do I do like the internal promotions. A lot of times it's like if you're going grabbing some other guy's bench coach or something like that, it's like, why not even like look to promote within? So I'm a fan of that. But it also, <laughs> I don't know, it, it, it also just gave me another like um, for Mark Antanasio, like it, it, it just gave me another inclination that he's really just like running this um, team basically how you'd run a business and that's fine uh but you know i don't think all other owners around baseball are doing exactly how mark antanasio is doing it uh and that's kind of like the easiest way possible while still being while still making money and being successful as possible so but anyway yeah um pat murphy welcome um as Milwaukee burr manager um so yeah th- there's really nothing the, the uh the 19th manager in uh brewers team history craig there we go and yeah, again, for those of us, for those for those of our listeners who are into the Brewers history side of it, 20th in franchise history, uh, Joe Schultz managed the Pilots for just their lone season in Seattle and then make the the move with the team to Milwaukee. So 19th in Brewers uh, team history, 20th in franchise history. Yeah, it's just another analogy to, to just get this feeling of like Craig Council left and went to your to the arch rival, and then we go. We we're just with Pat Murphy. It feels a lot like as if like you lost your really attractive girlfriend to like your arch rival in high school or something, and then uh, a week later you realize that you could you know you'll still be able to take your uh, your ex to the prom or something or to the homecoming or whatever. Um, oh, and- no, 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 no. We're taking the ex's friend. 
That's what we're doing. We're doing what? <laughs> we're taking the ex's friend to the prom. That's what we're doing. There we go. All right. That's a little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and maybe it was like a hidden gem type of thing. Like, Hey, actually this is better all along. So, <laughs> you know what? I think, I think at the end of the day, I'm okay with this. Um, not just because, uh, well, we don't really have much of a choice as fans, but because I really do think that um, that stability is going to be good. He seems to be very well liked in that clubhouse, and not not that you just need a manager that's well liked, I guess. Uh, but it's you know it's not a popularity contest. But I do think that I, I do think there's some benefit to having a guy who has both the respect and the affection of the guys in that locker room. And if the disconnection uh, between the team and the front office is as great as we've speculated on this podcast that it has been the past couple of years, whoever's to blame for that. And I think personally that there's enough blame to go around between Mark Adonacio, between Craig council, between uh, maybe even David Stearns uh, over the past few years, maybe, maybe a guy like Pat Murphy can, you know, come in and wipe the slate clean a little bit and manage those relationships a little bit more effectively. Um, Maybe his in-game style is a little different, too. I don't know. He had a great track record as both a college coach and a minor league manager. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't I don't hate it off the face of it. I, and, and while there may have been other candidates out there who could, in theory, be better managers, I, I don't know who the Brewers were going to acquire without starting that process earlier in the offseason. And um, at this point, I think that there's some value in having some certainty uh, at the top in the dugout, I just, you know, we've already had the GM meetings. I think that there's still uh, there's a couple of weeks till the winter meetings, but you know, these things are going to be happening uh, sooner rather than later already at this point. So I think there's some value in that. And um, it remains to be seen how many of our current coaches Craig council is going to take with him to Chicago. I know they're all under contract, but I think that there's a, a very reasonable chance that at least a couple of them leave Uh for, for the Cubs after getting offered a contract by the Cubs. And some of those decisions can only happen after the Brewers have a manager too, to see what guys are going to do. So I, I think for the, the value of uncertainty that there, you know, was some reasons to announce, you know, Pat Murphy's hiring just last night. Yeah. And within 24 hours of uh, this Monday's introduction of Craig Council as a different team's manager, um, it was reported that the Brewers um, would be open to trading players. Um, <laughs> and that, that almost is like going without saying, but I think it was alluding to the fact that um, as far as any of our impending free agents, most namely Corbin Burns and Willie Thomas at this point are probably, you know, not off the table, I guess I'll just put it that way. And they probably shouldn't have been to begin with, but um, that's interesting. And, uh, but uh, yeah, no, Pat Murphy and Antonasio said he came right out and said he was. He went and talked once the council thing was official. He went and talked to the, some of the guys in the clubhouse, whatever, and got their feel for things. And obviously, to me, it, they put in a good word for for Pat Murphy. Um, and there's a lot. There's lots of stories about this guy, and players seem to really like him. And I think he's got he's got the respect. And I think that's that's square number one um as far as getting this started and, and he's already a known commodity and a lot of players you know internally like the continuity of that so um I, this has been a successful club for 
six plus years or whatever. Uh, and, and a lot of these guys have been around long for rights. So I think having Pat there at the helm now, I think is a good thing for the franchise. So we'll, we'll move forward and, you know, and hope for the best. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess do you have any other thoughts? Uh, I guess we, we can talk on some other player movement that's been happening. Um, we didn't really get the chance to touch on our last podcast. Yeah. The Craig council news, but, um, and that's uh, well. First of all, speaking of Marquiana, uh, the Brewers did have a, I think a ten and a half million dollar option on him. They instead decided to trade him to the Detroit Tigers for a relief pitcher. Um, and um, what were your thoughts on that move? Was it su- surprising? I guess they they would if they would have not picked up the option, they would have had a two million dollar buyout. So if nothing else, they saved themselves a two million dollar buyout. If indeed they weren't going to pick up the option by trading to Detroit. And they got a you know just like a middling reliever prospect in return for him a right hander, um, and yeah. so what did you have any thoughts on that? Was that surprising to you? It was a nine million dollar you know choice I guess for the team to make. I, you know I thought Mark Cannon did a great job here last year. I personally probably would have kept him uh, at some depth just given the amount of at bats that Tyrone Taylor got last year. That um, I'd quite frankly rather see going to Mark Cannon. I think that. You know, we're we're going to trend younger in the outfield. We do have quite a few young outfielders. I think it's, you know, obviously with a, a Garrett Mitchell hopefully healthy all season, you know, you're not going to need to get as many at-bats to other guys. But um, I still think that you could have used Mark Hanna in some way, shape, or form on this team. He can play first base. He can play outfield. He's a left-handed bat. He's got some power. He wanted to be in Milwaukee. He said that very publicly. Um, so for all those reasons, I, I think that the price tag was reasonable, you know, on that option for a player of his caliber. I think – um, for all those reasons, I probably would have exercised the option and that, yeah, so I, I was a little disappointed, surprised. No, I'm not surprised that, you know, we've seen ownership tend to go cheap, uh, for the last several seasons. So no, I'm not surprised at all, but I, I personally would have probably rather seen us exercise the option. Um, yeah, I mean, my first thought, uh, I, I, I do like Kiana, but, um, to, to be able to spend that, that $10 million on, um, hopefully an upgrade it's somewhere on the roster um because of the fact that if you look at our outfield and some people are like well matt mark mac mark can play first base but that's true but i really he doesn't really have the ideal first baseman bat so to speak but um he was obviously valuable in the outfield and versatility wise but um really if you look at the brewers outfield right now moving forward we have held on to all of our young outfielders so Going into 2024, we'll have Sal Freelick almost for sure, probably everyday job. Same thing with Garrett Mitchell if he's healthy. You have, of course, Christian Yellich under a contract for a while still, so that's your all-field right there. But then you also have Joey Weimer, who's obviously ready for Major League uh, at-bats and should probably be hitting pretty regularly. And then on top of that, 2024 should be the arrival of Jackson Trio, uh, one of the top prospects in baseball yeah, and one of the best Brewer prospects in quite a while, probably since Ryan Braun. So, I mean – yeah, so you've got that um, going, and so there was going to be a glut in the outfield at some point, uh, and and I think that they're they're going to go with that youth movement, so to speak, um, going forward. Um, so, I, you know, I'm I'm fine with getting getting something in return for Canna rather than just having to you know pay him the two million dollars to not come back. So so it's luckily they were able to work out a deal. I would have been fine with him coming back as well. Um, and then let's see. The only, the only thing, Craig, is that with your theory is that it presupposes that the Brewers are actually going to spend that money on something on the field. <laughs> I I have no confidence that they actually will. So that that's probably why I said what I said. But I 
I, maybe I stuff, maybe I think something gonna... like spending it to uh, retain the National League Manager of the Year. Maybe that would have been good. <laughs> ah, man, we need a top golf in Redfield too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, and, and again, actually, I think that does that news come out later today? We're, we're, we're a little ahead of the game, but I, I think it's either today or tomorrow the Manager of the Year get announced. And it's I'm, tonight. Tonight. I'm pretty yeah, positive. And... I'm I'm fairly confident for people who can still get their bets in <laughs> that Craig Council is going to win the NL Manager of the Year, but we'll we'll see. Um, well, but... I know we're not supposed to say anything, but our anonymous source, Tom Carter, uh, who's been tracking this, has said that uh, that he actually is going. TC, we're supposed to call him though. Um, otherwise, he's not going to give us any more information. But yeah. yeah. Um, so let's not talk about that. We don't need to give that guy any accolades, but at least he did do it as a Milwaukee Brewer. So that's cool. A um, couple other pieces of news. Um, again, this happens in our last podcast. Or, uh, but Wade Miley also uh, decided to not um, to hit free agency as well instead of going with his player option. On his contract, so unfortunately he's a free agent. And, and again, we could still re-sign him and hope that we kind of do. Uh, someone who didn't want Wade Miley on the team when we first acquired him, I definitely changed my tune. I really think the new baseball rules play into his pitching style, and he's obviously you know a real cagey veteran at this point, and I think a, a nice nice player we need our team uh, moving forward. So hopefully we can re-sign him, but if not – he definitely uh, had a great season last year and and has been a great contributor for the Brewers for a lot of their successful years over the last, uh, you know, four, five or six years. So hopefully he can come back. Um, obviously, there's been some other minor moves, nothing else major so far, but I saw that we just, um, I think yesterday, made a move to acquire um, uh, Phillies infielder Oliver Dunn. Um, again, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, something like a utility infield type, but um, yeah, not not too exciting, I guess. Yeah, man, that was just like an hour ago. I was a little surprised to see that we gave up two of our top thirty prospects for him. Um, so that was a little surprising, but um, he had pretty good numbers at Double A. Showed a little pop. I think he had twenty plus twenty four bombs last year, so he showed a little little power at Double A. Um, only got a handful of games in at Triple A though, but the Brewers did have to add him to the forty man roster today as well. Yeah, I'll actually echo that too. I was this was not a trade I was happy with. Mostly, uh, and H- uh, Henry Mendez, one of the, the the outfielder that we gave up, is uh, again a young young international signee who I think has got some upside. I think that might be a mistake, but even more so, uh, we trade away Robert Moore, who's kind of like a a cult favorite yeah. in 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 college, and also the son of Dayton Moore. Um, Royals GM and I, he seemed like a scrappy type scooter Jeanette type player to me and uh, hopefully we don't regret that but that that was actually disappointing to me as well so um what can you do I guess I'm not running the team you so. could find you could find the actual scooter Jeanette he's still out there isn't he he hasn't uh, played in probably, a couple of seasons probably not doing much not yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I forgot about scooter yep but no a lot of these guys yeah I don't think he'll be coming back soon but so no the brewers will hopefully have an interesting offseason moving forward um again it just feels like a turning page type moment it's obviously not a great start the offseason but um yeah i just don't know what the 2024 brewers will look like um it will not it'll i guess at this point i'll say i'll be shocked if we start the 2024 season with both corbin burns and willie Adams still on the team unfortunately that's all i have to say um 
There's also some speculation, yeah. and I saw that there was actually a poll put up on MLB trade rumors of whether or not the Brewer people feel the Brewers will pick up Brandon Woodruff's last or offer him arbitration his last arbitration eligible year, or if they will non-tender him. Um, and I think that just over 50% last time I looked at the poll were saying the Brewers would actually tender a, him a contract and then look to um, possibly get him extended after that. Um, because obviously he's not going to pitch much in this year. He's not. So what are, what are your thoughts if you were to vote in that poll or uh, what are your thoughts on what, what should the Brewers do with an injured Brandon Woodruff in his last year of control? I, I did vote in that poll and I voted that we should find him and sign him to an extension. Um, I think that Woodruff has enough of a track record that we could probably get that second year cheaper uh, than we would have otherwise. And I think that there's probably a, 50 50 chance that Woodruff could come back and pitch in August. That's why I'm a little, I'm a little leery of selling. And I know that, I know that most, just about everybody would disagree, disagree with me, but there's a big part of me that thinks, you know, we should keep Burns and see what happens this year and roll the dice. And Adamus, you know, he, he's fine, but he hasn't been a player that I thought we've actually needed a ton at shortstop. I mean, I, I think that we can replace him if need be. I haven't been as high on Willie the last you know year or so that uh, than others have, but I do think that the Brewers don't necessarily need to go into full sell mode. I think that we've still got a really good team, and I think that Corbin Burns could definitely be a part of that team, and Brandon Woodruff could be a part of that team uh, even in August and September. So you know, if you are able to fill the gaps in the rotation, maybe Ashby can do some good in the rotation this year. He is going to come back from injury, and it sounds like he's on track to to come back by opening day so that's an arm uh maybe we can bring back Miley on another one-year deal that's reasonably priced maybe we can go out and get a pitcher you know uh who knows but I think that the Brewers just automatically trying to sell all of their pieces is maybe not the best strategy I I guess if we're going to go for a a full on rebuild it is what it is but I I would take a chance and see what happens and then move guys at the deadline if it's not working out and take one more one more chance with this group of guys well yeah I actually agree with the fact of at least keeping them to the trade deadline and see where we're at if we're in contention just let them play it out until and then you know offer them offer them a um you know, a qualifying offer next off season. And if he doesn't take it, then take the pick or whatever. I mean, obviously you can get a bigger haul for him if you trade him this off season or at the deadline. I'm not under the belief that you can get much more by trading him this off season. I feel if we trade him this off season, it's not so much as our return as it's in. We actually want to like to save the two thirds of his salary that it's going to cost us if we keep him into the season. And to me, that's, that's not acceptable. That's just being cheap. So let's hope, let's hope that's not why we, we do it. Um, yeah, but I, I think you're getting the overall impression that the Brewer fans feel like this is kind of, uh, you know, like we may have to go on a slight reset slash rebuild, soft rebuild here, um, given the circumstances of the changes, you know, in upper, you know, in the manager and whatnot. But maybe not everyone's feeling that way. Um, like, for instance, uh, if we were to sign Shohei Atani, uh, which is a possibility, <laughs> we will the number one free agent out there, I'd say, I'd say that, well, first of all, I'll say to our listeners, if that happens, Vince and I promise that we will have a podcast out for you that same day within hours, hopefully, Um, if that, if, and when that happens, hopefully when Um, we promise you that. In fact, I even am pretty confident 
um, Scott Bartell will be joining us. So it'll be an exciting day for Brewer fans all around and our Brewer review listeners ha- to happen. Um, so let's all hope for the best. If we are unable to sign Shohei Itani to a contract, is there any other top-tier free agents that you've got your eye on uh, as we enter the early parts of the offseason? Well, um, you know, I've liked him for a long time. I, I still like Marcus Stroman. I think that he would be great in our rotation. He could pick up some of the workload that Woodruff uh, is going to, to not be able to fill. Um, yeah, I'd love him in the playoffs, too. I still remember the way that he pitched in the WBC for Team USA in 2017. I, I just know that he's a big game type of guy. Um, yeah, I still like Marcus Stroman. I would. I also like Marcus Stroman. I think that would be a great signing. I do think that he will probably command a minimum of a four-year contract, which again, um, if we're moving on from some other guys, and again, this this is when like if you're a smart running a team, you know, saving the money, trading Burns while he still has interest of other teams. Obviously, he's at the next tier or two up from. Marcus Stroman, most likely, really in his quality, getting a nice return package yeah. for him, but then taking the money saved and signing a guy to replace him immediately makes a ton of sense to me. Um, and and that, that way, you, I mean, I really like our rotation, even if, okay, now Brewer fans don't want to hear this, but if Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, if neither of them ever pitched another pitch for the Milwaukee Brewers, that's a sad, sad day, but let's just say that's going to be true at some point. And again, with Woodruff, I, I do think he can sign a two-year contract with us. It's under his and the Brewers benefit to do that. Um, and there's some risk involved on both ends, but I think that they both like each other enough that I think that's a possibility, but let's just say it's not. And and if you look at what's left of the Brewers rotation, we still have Ray Peralta then at the top of the rotation. We still have, um, like you said, Aaron Ashby coming back. Um, we have some nice triple a guys, uh, Robert Gasser. Yeah, Robert, that's Robert And we also have another one of the best pitching prospects in baseball who's probably another year or two away, and Jacob Mizrowski, who's going to be arriving at some point. So the future to me still looks bright for the Brewers rotation. It's not going to be having, you know, most likely a whole loaded with aces as it has been the last couple of years, but I think it's still pointing in the right direction and still exciting. So if you add one more guy like a Marcus Stroman to that mix, I think you're still really solid pitching wise. And so um yeah so that's a name i like as well i i, I obviously like aaron nola quite a bit but i think he might be priced out of our market one tier up for marcus stroman probably and a little bit too pricey in both years and mm-hmm. annual average that he's probably going to get um but there are some of my other favorites out there as free agents which i'm sure we won't get because we don't get players i like but sunny gray is out there and probably be on a shorter term Dude, i knew yeah. you were going to say sunny gray yeah <laughs> i was coming and he's about he's about the same quality as Marcus Stroman, but I think that he a little bit older will would uh, go for a little bit less years in his contract, which might be attractive to an owner like Mark Antonazio. But uh, but no, Stroman's a great one. And in our next podcast, we'll talk about more about uh, you know who's still out there for the Brewers to potentially sign. And uh, yeah, we'll see. So we'll probably have to wrap yeah. up for this this podcast. But again, welcome Pat Murphy. Who's already been yeah. a member really, of the really, Brewers coaching staff, but now he's uh, the field manager. So, yeah, re- really quick too, Craig. Um, we did run a poll, or Scotty's interns ran a poll before we fired them uh, that said, um, "Let me just jump the results." Do you like the Brewers hiring of Pat Murphy as the team's new manager? Uh, we asked on our Twitter feed, which is again is a Brewer Review one. 
we have Twitter feed, or you can email us at Brook Review Podcast with an S. But this poll on Twitter, uh, do you like the Brewers hiring of Pat Murphy as the team's new manager? 38% said yes, absolutely. 9% said no, need to move on. An overwhelmingly large amount of 52% said meh, and 1% said other. And I asked why, or our interns asked why below. And um, the, some of the comments, not ultra inspiring, but I can think of worse options. Um, you know, so that's kind of the, uh, kind of the, the gist. I'm afraid he's a placeholder and a sign that Mark is planning a fire sale said my only lemonade. Um, and Daniel Mueller said other, what the bleep do I know though? And so we've got, you know, a, a few people, a few more hours actually for people to chime in, uh, on our poll, but so far with 359 votes in and six hours and 49 minutes left. Those are the results. So 38% of Brewer fans, according to our very scientific poll, uh, do like the hiring. All right. Well, that's a very exciting poll. And thanks for all, everyone who uh, contributed to that. Unfortunately, the results of the exciting poll are, um, the winnings results are meh. So I guess that's what I will <laughs> have to title I will... this podcast. <laughs> 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 Does not inspire a ton of confidence, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, also, really quick from the social media side of things, a report here from the interns. Uh, there was a picture that one of them put up yesterday of Craig Council putting on his Cubs uniform with a caption, live picture of Benedict Arnold try- trying on his British Army uniform. Got over 19,000 views <laughs> on our social media. So thanks again for all the engagement uh, on our social media. 271 likes, 39 retweets. Uh, but 19,000 views. So certainly uh, we're, we're getting that out there. So thanks to the interns who we did have to fire for other reasons, but uh, we'll, we will, I'm sure, hire some more. Yeah. And um, for anyone interested in being an intern, um, go ahead and send your application to Scott Bartell at brokerreview uh, at gmail.com. Um, if you are not a female, you can go ahead and send that in anyways, but it may be circular filed. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So thank you for all our interns and all the great great work that they do with the social media and for servicing Scott Bartell, um, who's in charge of that end of our, our production. So thank you for that. Um, and yeah, let's have a great offseason brewers looking forward. I'm going to start staring out the window until baseball comes back. Um, yep. yeah, outside of that, let's get, that through, this good. Let's get through this, uh, winter with some nice hot stove action. And we'll hope to bring you that on the next podcast. So thanks for listening and go Brewers. Thanks, Craig. Go Brewers. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Chad. Do, 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 do.